Hello again, and welcome back to Seattle Learning Academy's American English Pronunciation Podcast. This is podcast number three. If you've forgotten or are listening for the first time, my name is Mandy. Remember, pronuncian.com is where you can find transcripts and show notes to all our podcasts, as well as each practice sentence or word set. Today's practice sentence will be the sentence, Cats love boxes, dogs love beds. We'll come back to that later. I hope you still remember our practice sentence from podcast number one. Think about this thing, that thing, and those things. I hope you also practiced our D sound, T sound minimal pairs from podcast number two. Dime, time, dense, tense, code, coat, tied, tight, spend, spent. When I say that this is an American English pronunciation podcast, I'm referring to what is known as the general American accent. The accent is considered to be the most neutral accent for the United States. Canadian accents are quite similar to an American accent, or at least are more similar to an American accent than, say, a British accent or an Australian accent. Certainly, there are variances in English spoken around the world as well as within English-speaking countries. Certainly, there are variances in English spoken around the world, as well as within English-speaking countries. I grew up in the United States, and since I teach in the United States, and most of my students are long-time residents of the United States, I know far more about American accents than any other accent of spoken English. Wikipedia has a map of where the general American accent is most prevalent. I've linked to that site from pronuncian.com. I'm from Wisconsin, just north of the area shown on this map. However, since I'm actually from northern Wisconsin, I had a strong accent from that area when I moved to Seattle, Washington, five years ago. Since I've been teaching pronunciation for three years, I've lost most of that northern Wisconsin accent and picked up the more neutral general American accent. When I travel back to Wisconsin, however, my friends and family hear my new speech habits as an accent. That just proves that an accent is only when you speak differently than those around you, and that it is impossible to be accentless. Let's go to today's topic. I'm going to stay with the theme of voiced and unvoiced consonant sounds, and we're going to talk about another set of fricatives. The TH sounds were the first fricatives we've studied. In case you've forgotten, a fricative is a continuous sound that is created by allowing only a small amount of air to leave the mouth, which causes friction and sound. Today's sounds are the S sound, s, and the Z sound, z. Say those sounds to yourself and see if you can tell which one is the voiced sound and which is unvoiced, s, z. Remember, the voiced sounds use our vocal cords, and we can feel the vibration if we put a finger against the front of our throat. I hope you said that the Z sound is voiced and the S sound is unvoiced. The Z sound and S sound are articulated at the same area at the very front of our mouth as the T sound and D sound, at the tooth ridge. The tooth ridge is that area right behind our upper front teeth. To create the Z and S sound, we make a little groove with our tongue and push the air out through the center of the tip of the tongue and along that bony ridge behind our front teeth. The sound happens as the air is pushed into and around our front teeth. The biggest problem I usually hear in the creation of this sound 
is that the tip of the tongue is too far back and the sound is created behind that ridge. I often hear Koreans say the S sound and Z sound this way. An American English speaker will hear that sound as an SH sound, SH, instead of an S sound or a Z sound, SZ. Make sure the tip of the tongue is way forward, nearly touching the upper front teeth. I'll also hear Korean speakers stop the flow of air at the beginning of an S sound or Z sound. Both of these sounds are fricatives, meaning the air smoothly exits the mouth. If the sound is started by stopping all the air, a native English speaker will hear a J sound or a CH sound instead of an S sound or Z sound. Mispronunciation, however, is not the major issue with the S sound and Z sound. The most common problem I hear students have is substituting the S sound where the Z sound should be. This problem is made even bigger by the fact that we have a huge number of words that are spelled with an S but pronounced with a Z. The highly frequent words is, has, is, as, please, because, these, those, and many, many more are pronounced with a Z sound. How do you, the non-native speaker, learn which sound you should say? One way is to begin to pay very close attention to native speakers, or else you need to learn to use that dictionary and its pronunciation symbols. Sorry, everyone, there is no easy answer here. There is one handy rule I can teach you, however, and that is how to pronounce the S endings that are added to nouns to make them plural, to verbs when they are conjugated, or when two words are combined in a contraction. The clues in the final sound before the ending was added. You will need to know which sounds are voiced and which ones are unvoiced. If a word ends in an unvoiced sound, like the T sound in the word cat, for example, the final S is pronounced as an S sound, cats. If the final sound is voiced, like the final D in the word bed, for example, the final S is pronounced as a Z sound, beds. I know I haven't talked about vowels at all yet, but let me say here that all vowels are voiced. So if I have the word she, which ends in a long E sound, and I make a contraction of the words she is and create she's, the final S is pronounced as a Z. We also have those ES endings, the ones that happen when we add a syllable to a word to conjugate it or make it plural. I mean in words like kisses, watches, or boxes. When we add a syllable for the ES ending, that final S is always pronounced as a Z sound. So we had three rules for the S ending we add to words. Number one, the S is pronounced as an S sound when it follows an unvoiced sound. Two, the S is pronounced as a Z sound when it follows a voiced sound. And three, when we add a syllable to the word for the addition of the S, the final S is always pronounced as a Z sound. Here's a short sentence to help you remember all three final S rules. Cats love boxes. Dogs love beds. The word cats is the only word with an S sound in that sentence. The rest are all pronounced as a Z sound. Cats love boxes. Dogs love beds. 
This can all be difficult to understand from just listening to someone explain it without any visuals to look at. Go to the Pronunciation website for many more examples and exercises to practice these skills. You can also find diagrams of the mouth to help you create the sounds correctly, as well as many, many audio files to repeat after. Remember, once you know the correct way to do something, you still need a lot of practice to break the habit of doing it the old way. If you have a pronunciation issue that you would like me to talk about, please email me at podcast at pronunciation dot com, and I will get to it as soon as possible. Pronunciation, by the way, is spelled P R O N U N C I A N. Have a great week, everyone, and thanks for listening.